Yo! You are now listening to episode six of the Let's Be Frank podcast. And it's about what it's got to be about. Bachelor episode four. Want to start out apologizing that there was no episode three podcast. I was on vacation, um, came back, was a little under the weather on Tuesday, and just didn't, just didn't have time to do one. Um, catching up with work Wednesday and all that good stuff. But it was pretty cool, I will say, to have people text me and asking me where the where the episode was for, um, you know, the episode three that we saw. And it was, it was a good, it wasn't as good as episode four. Um, but it was, it was still good. I just couldn't get around to it, but thank you for the text. Means you're listening, means you like it. Um, so that was good. That was cool. Super Bowl announcement. I don't know if I'm going to do a podcast yet. Uh, I am going to do two articles, so be on the lookout for those. Very excited about that. Before I begin with the opening scene, we always have to talk about Chris Harrison, legend, beast. I I want to say that I had to submit a top four before episode three. Now, remember, it's before episode three. So, in order, I had um, Katie as, as my number four. I had Kaylin coming in third. Hannah G as my runner-up. And Cassie is my winner. And that was before episode three, and, and that looks good. Episode four kind of made me want to change that, but you can't. You just got to live with what uh, what I picked. I've cast my winner. Hannah G second, Kaylin third. I think those three, it's, it's pretty tight between those three. And it's going to be, it, it's going to come down to the wire, and I can't wait. Uh, to see what happens, but let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's go to the opening scene. I love Chris Harris. I have gone on and on about Chris Harrison in every single Bachelor episode. I feel like I spent, you know, at least, you know, three to five minutes on Chris Harrison. And then he goes and tops everything that he's ever done. He calls Hannah B. Kalen. And, like, Kalen bursts into, like, real – you can tell when someone's real laughing and fake laughing – Kaylin was real laughing, and then they look at Hannah B, and she's fake laughing, and then looks like a ghost came over her. That, Chris Harrison can do literally no wrong. He called someone by the wrong name, and it was amazing. It, so, episode started out great. It always starts out great because of Chris Harrison, but he tops, like, everything that he does. That's like a top five Chris Harrison moment, for me, just because of the way they were going. Now, they kind of ruined it at the end of the episode. I don't want to get ahead of myself again. But they made up, whatever, we're over it. So Chris is like setting the scene, da-da-da, there's going to be no date today because they're going to a place that, he says, we're going to a place we've never been in the history of the show. So like I'm thinking, okay, obviously we knew he was going to Singapore just because of the previews and all that, but they had no idea. And they go to places that are like amazing and great. They go, what if like, what if they were going to somewhere really cold and it sucked? They have no idea. But as soon as he says this, all these girls erupt. Like they were just told they're going to like Hawaii or something, and and they get to stay on this beautiful beach. They didn't even get to. They didn't even know where they were going. Disturbing stuff, man. 
But of course, like they say, Singapore, and they flash right to Demi. And the first thing that Demi says is, maybe, maybe he loses his virginity in Singapore. I love Demi. I've gotten so many Demi hate texts, and I just, I laugh at them. You're all wrong. Demi's making this season go. And I, I major shout out Hannah G. She's like, they flashed her, and where is Singapore? I, all, every single one of the, not every single one, three-fourths of the girls have no idea where Singapore is. They're just screaming. And that was proven by them erupting and yelling, not knowing where they're going. They have no idea. And Hannah G goes on TV and says, where is Singapore? Respect. Honesty, respect. Let me go to the first one-on-one when we're in Singapore. I mean, I really know nothing about Singapore, but it's it's not in America. So it's like foreign. There's like a little romantic, like, oh, we're out of the country. We're going to do new things, da-da-da. And they do. They, they bungee jump. But he picks Taisha. I don't even want to talk about this date. Why are we messing around with Taisha? She's not the winner. No way. And she was fine. She gave a nice little speech during the dinner. And <sighs> I don't know. But I do want to point out. So before the date, he does he does like the video blog where he talks about the date or whatever, he's holding the coffee. If you look at his middle finger and his ring finger on both, the nails are so fucked up. They are huge nails. Not, I'm not talking about the fingers, not just the fingernails of the middle finger and the index finger are different than all the other nails, and they're ginormous. It's disgusting. And I love Colton. But he's got some bad kisser. Weird middle finger and ring finger nails. I'm sure there's some other things. But I just wanted to point that out for you ladies. And men. I know there's men who watch. Shout out out Chewy. I know there's men who listen. Then, so not only are we taking Taisha on the first one-on-one outside the country. His first date outside, he will forever say, because he's never been on the, outside the country before until now, his first date was with Taisha. What, that is a waste of time. Take Cassie. Hannah G. Make Kaylin the first date, although I'm glad Kaylin was the second one-on-one. What a one-on-one. I'm, there I am. I'm jumping around. I got to stick to the script. So, he picks bungee jumping. What if she wasn't? But what if Taisha was like deathly scared of heights? That date would have gone terribly. She would have started crying. She might have even walked up the stairs. Like I get like you don't want to go to just like a movie or something. If we're talking regular people first dates, you don't want to go to a movie because you can't talk, you can't get to know each other. But he picks bungee jump. Like pick something in between. Find a common ground. Find a happy medium. I, she gets a rose. Good job. I'm telling you this. Prediction. Prediction time. 
Taisha will not be getting a rose next week. That's just that's my thought. They they I don't think they click. I think he has to like oversell her to himself. It's it just not gonna work. And I think she's gone next week. So that's that's really all I I want to talk about the one. I talked more about that one on one that I wanted to. I, I feel like I just wasted my breath because I don't think it's gonna matter. The only way it matters is that a we found out that his fingernails are weird, and b it was his first date outside of the United States. So big moment for him in his life. Maybe it means something. I don't know. But next up, we're gonna talk about a big. Big time group date. Okay, so we go to the group date. And the star of the group date, at least the beginning, is the Bachelor producers. They stay winning. They keep Hannah B. and Kaylin off the list until the very end. And then, you know, Hannah B.'s name gets called, and she's not even happy that she's going on a date because she just knows that she lost to Kaylin, who... Again, I, I want to get ahead of myself. I want to talk about Caitlyn's one-on-one and the rest of her night so badly. But I have to – I got to stay the script. So they go on the one-on-one date and it's – or the group date, excuse me. There's 13 women, which would be extremely awkward for both parties. Like what are you supposed to do as the guy trying to entertain 13 girls? And what are you as one of 13 women supposed to do to get the guy's attention? No one really figures it out. Except one person, Demigod. Twelve women fighting for his attention. Demi just controlling the field, playing the game. She does a fantastic job. Highlights, highlights. So Demi obviously was a highlight. Um, Cassie being told that she and Colton were past life brothers and sisters. Did not like that. Not good for my winner. Can we talk about Cassie for a second? Guys, she is gorgeous. Like, she has, like, a natural beauty. Everything about her is just naturally good-looking. I'm very in on Cassie. I don't know if I've made that clear. I'd, I'd like to make that as clear as possible. Very in on Cassie. They have, not only, I mean, she's gorgeous. Beautiful. She's she's got she's got everything you want in that um, essence, but she she has great conversation with her with him. You know, he even says there's an undeniable connection, and I damn straight I agree. But I haven't like I haven't seen enough of her. I'm I'm hoping she gets a one on one next week. I think in the preview I saw her getting a one on one, so I hope that happens because I want I want to see more of her. Um. I think she's great. Uh, then, so, the group date in in all was weird. There was no, like, real theme. It kind of was just, like, walking around and let's see what happens. Which I don't mind, honestly, because the rest of his dates have sucked. So, this one's, like, him saying, okay, I know my dates have sucked. Let's just walk around and hopefully we run into something cool. The eating the weird stuff, the leeches were okay. But, I mean, it didn't blow me away. It wasn't terrible because I can't. there was no theme. So I can't be like, oh, this theme was terrible. It was nothing. So I don't really know. It was like, eh, whatever. 
But again, 13 women. How, how are you supposed to entertain 13 women? I, I can barely be in a room with like three women at a time. That in itself is way too much estrogen. Way too much. I get all, you know, like I got to get out of here. He's got to deal with 13. I don't know. He's just, he's a, he's a great guy. What can I say? Let's, let's talk about Courtney. I think she needs to be discussed. She's not playing the game. She, I, I feel like she thinks that all these girls are supposed to be her friend and like they're each supposed to, each supposed to cheer for one another. Sweetheart, wrong TV show. Not how this works. And then you pick a fight with the wrong person, man. The wrong one. She asks Demi. I'm talking about Demi. Can't, can't pick a fight with Demi here. Like, look, Demi's our hero. And every hero has their down. Like, Demi's going to burn herself. It's bound to happen. I know it. But you can't attack Demi because Demi's going to win that battle. Like, let Demi be her own demise. You can't try and bring her down because she's going to either burn you or she's going to bring you down with her. So you can't attack Demi. And, like, her first, her first like, thing is, like, how old are you? You're the same age, dumbass, and you knew that. So as soon as you do that, you flip the Demi switch. And Tracy saw it too. Tracy looked mis like we barely saw Tracy in an episode, but every time we did, she looked miserable. Like she didn't want to be there anymore. Cause Demi owned her. This 23-year-old girl dominated this 31-year-old woman. And I did air quotes to my screen. A woman. Kiss it. And then the best part, Demi got the rose. But I talked about it in the second episode. Just be vulnerable with Colton, and it's it's going to hit something. She was vulnerable. She talked about her mom. She cried. I'm not saying that was fake. It wasn't fake. It was real. I mean, I, thankfully, my mother's not in prison, so I can't resonate with those feelings. But I'm sure... I, I would cry if my mom was coming out of prison. That would stink. But she was vulnerable and she got the rose. And honestly, I said we didn't really see Tracy that much. I didn't even notice that Tracy was on the group date until Demi started bragging out loud about getting the rose. She just, she kills her enemies, man. She kills her enemies. Okay, I... I don't even need to do another segment. I'm just going to roll right into the one-on-one with Kaylin. It, it reminded me of, I don't, I, honestly, this was one of the best one-on-one dates I've seen in a while. Um, and obviously it's easy for a girl, right? Like go shopping, you're trying out all these dresses, you're in a foreign country, perfect, like not a real realistic one-on-one -on -one date. Especially a first one-on-one -on -one date for the average Joe. But in this setting, it's easily the best date he had so far. And it's one of the best I've seen on all of The Bachelors. Um, 
So she goes, she's trying on her clothes. The first dress she tried on, that black dress, I was like, holy shit. She looked so good. Colton shot up. He stood right up. He was like, and they cut to him. He's like, I have this energy I can't explain. Like, buddy, give me a ring. I'll I'll explain it to you. I'll explain what's going on. He was ready to risk it all right there. I mean, but she, honestly, she looked, she looked great in everything. Everything she tried on, it was gorgeous. It was beautiful. Um, but then like she goes back to the house to drop her stuff off. See, now that, that part is tough for both parties. Cause like, if you were one of the other girls sitting there, like, how do you react? You, you left your job, you left your family, your home, your life. You're paying for all your dresses. You're paying for everything. And she comes back with, I don't know, I'm assuming thousands of dollars worth of new clothing. And she's like showing them off. But at the same time, I'm like, oh, she's showing them off. But is she supposed to just take them to her room and not show anyone? She's walking around with her arms. Both arms are literally filled with bags. So they, they know she got clothing. And the other part with it is, like, Kaylin does not need those dresses. We talked about it in the first episode. She's got her pageant dresses paid for better than all the other girls' regular dresses. And now she got If I was one of the other girls, yeah, it would, it would hit me the wrong way a little bit. But I'm happy it was Kaylin. I'm happy it was someone that I liked. I enjoy. I, do, I really like Kaylin, man. And then we go to the dinner. And she's telling that story. It's really hard to talk about. Um, and it's, it's a very serious matter. For those who didn't catch the episode, she was sexually assaulted. Sounded like her. she went out with some friends. Her drink was drugged. And she got sexually assaulted. And she's opening up and telling Colton this again. For a first date in the real world, never happens. Here, you kind of have to. You're forced to do these things at a quicker pace. I hate to make it about him, but we are discussing a reality TV show, so I'm going to. Again, I, I feel I don't know Kaylin. I feel for her though. God bless. But his response was incredible. He was caring. He didn't try to relate to something like that. He didn't kiss her right away. He communicated. He talked about, you know, how he felt about that, how he was always going to be there for her. Then told a story about a past endeavor that he had with you know, a, a problem that can relate to what she went through. And I think about, like, the past, the past Bachelor. Like, Ari would have just kissed her right away and not, not discussed any feelings or anything like that. Nick was a complete idiot, would have no idea what to say. Juan Pablo would have said, hey, it's okay. Oh, it's okay. But Colton, no. 
eventually he did kiss her, but they had real conversation, and it felt like they, you know, were connecting over something that's horrific. But if you're willing, if you're able to do that with a person, that just the, the common ground higher and higher. So I really appreciated that from his standpoint. Because the past bachelors made all dudes look like idiots. He didn't. Colton gets the heart, emo- heart eye emoji there. For sure. Um, so it was a great one-on-one date. Best date so far, by far, um, of this season. We're going to take a short break afterwards, though. Rose ceremony time. Okay, so then we go to the rose ceremony. And they do the cocktail party or whatever. And we haven't seen much of Hannah Chi. And I'm thinking to myself, like, man, like, where's Hannah? The whole time, because she's my number two. She's my number two. I don't. I was a little down on it. I'm like, Kayla just had this great one-on-one, and I I have her as my third, and she's doing so much better than Hannah G is, and she's my runner-up. But then she explodes onto the scene. They're talking. They're having a good time. He brings her up to her room, and then they get heated. Mm. Hannah G. Yes, girl. Loved it. Love what she did there. Um, while that's happening, Kaylin pulls Hannah B aside. And honestly, I respect the move from Kaylin because I get it. You know, I'm they're not there for whatever they went through or their little riffs. You know, they're there for Colton. And it it's distracting to all part. It's distracting to Kaylin. It's distracting to Psycho Hannah B. It's distracting to Colton and distracting to all the other girls. So while I wanted them to hate each other and go on a two-on-one and see Hannah B left, you know, on top of a mountain, I respect them getting past it. And it seems like, you know, they'll move on, at least for the rest of the show. And Kalen will be there longer than Hannah B. So... That was like, oh, okay, it's going to be soft. Nope. No. Demi Courtney, part two, baby. Heating up. Demi's like off with Colton and attacks Courtney. Like says all this stuff about her. And I don't think any of it was like necessarily off, honestly. But before she started talking about it, she says something like, I don't want to spend much time on this because there's other things I want to talk about. And But as soon as she got done talking about Courtney, she just attacked his face. And they just started playing tonsil hockey. Peak. That is peak, Demi. And then Courtney comes in, like, right as that's going on. And it's just, she's just in Looneyville. She is mayor of Looneyville at this point. You know, she's talking about this is a game. Like, Demi's playing a game. Like, yeah, it's a game, man. There is some game shit to it. I think... I don't know if Demi's here for the right reasons. She's here for Colton. Lust or love, I don't know. 
And she's not going to win. And she's going to make money off this. But it, the, they're, they're playing a game. This is a game. And then they get downstairs. Oh, my gosh. They're just yelling at each other in front of everybody. Like, this is why we watch The Bachelor. This is peak television, man. We get to see Demi and Courtney going at it. The big O finally does something good. She, they, like, cut to her, and they, she's like, bomb. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is a bomb. Then they cut to Kerpa, who did the first thing. She, It's her first thing good. She's dying laughing while this cat fight's going on in, the, in like, center stage. She's cracking up. That's hilarious. Holy shit. Demi, she literally just brings out the best in everyone. The good, the bad, the ugly. It's the best. She's like, Demi is the Joker. Oh, what a comparison. That was off the dome. That was not in the notes, man. Demi is the Joker. The good, the bad, the ugly. Demi's going to bring out your true colors, even in herself. And then and then when the fight's like basically over, she just grabs her rose and puts it in front of her face. Demi God, man. Demigod the Joker. Whew. It's hard not to love her. I think. Other people would disagree. Quickly on the rose ceremony. We saw zero of Heather. Zero of Elise. Basically zero of Kerpa besides laughing at the bitch fight. And zero of Sydney. All four of them got roses without, without drama. And then... <laughs> Tracy and Courtney don't get roses. I'm telling you, man. Demi's a queen. I can't. I be. I cannot wait for the girls tell all, and Demi on the hot seat. You know she's gonna be called up there. That's gonna be fantastic. That's all I got. That's all I got. And I'll say next week's episode looks juicy. Like, really good. And I'm pumped for it. I I like my top three. I think any I think any one of Kaylin, Hannah G, or Cassie could be there at the end. I think those are the three to keep the eye on. And there's 13 girls left. 13, 12 more gotta go. So we'll see. Again, thank you so much for the feedback. Uh, you guys have been awesome. Thank you for listening. Please feel free to reach out about this episode, about anything you want to hear, talk about. If you have anything you'd like me to add, let me know. Um, but that's all I got. Again, I'm pumped for next week. Team Colton, go Cassie, go, and Demigod, man. But I'm out. Peace.